0: Welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. Today I'm going to talk about getting honest with yourself. But before I do, I want to invite you to visit recoverydailypodcast.com and check out the blog section. There's a link at the top for blogs. And this is one of my several projects that I use in my stroke recovery to practice voiceover on devices so that I can, um, you know, if not get to a point where I can work in the digital world, at least I can continue to enjoy some of my digital hobbies Um, I'm not quite there yet, but I do enjoy um, being creative and writing these blogs using dictation and then practicing using the voiceover um, rotor, if you're familiar with it. Um, You can switch it to misspellings and the, uh, the lady, I call her Karen, she will help you find all the misspellings and grammar um, errors in your document. And slowly, it takes <laughs> um, maybe maybe uh, a couple hours. I don't know. It depends on your dedication, but yeah, I think maybe it took me over an hour at least to um, go through each one and figure out how to find the error and back over and stuff like that but hey I got lots of time on my hands so um, I and I enjoy learning these new things in recovery it keeps me going so please visit recoverydailypodcast.com if you didn't know I had a website and I also do have a social media presence as well and all of this is um, it's practice for me and it gives me something to do so let's get to the topic getting honest with yourself. So, what when I see that something isn't good in front of me, I think that my first reaction is to ignore it. And I've been trying to get better at this and, you know, <laughs> force myself to look at it. It's like I said this in a previous episode it's like, when you see something disgusting and, and your friend like grabs your head and forces you to look at it, look at it. That's what it feels like um, to force myself to look at things in my life that are ahead of me that that don't feel so good. You know, I want to look away. I want to make up a story to myself that makes me feel comfortable with what's going on and maybe sometimes that story I'm telling myself isn't the truth you know maybe it's a it's a little version of the truth rather than taking action to do something about whatever it is in front of me because it takes bravery it takes bravery to face the truth in our lives and to do something about it. And what if you fail? You know, what if you step up and and try to recover something that's lost or make something better that was bad, and you fail at it? Do you suffer more? Does it hurt worse, or do you just not even want to find out? Um, what if you suffer for doing the right thing? Um, what if reality hurts? Is your life aligned with your core values though? That's the question that I came to today as I was thinking through this topic of being honest and I wanted to really distinguish between being honest with others and being honest with myself because these are Two very different things, right? Um, I can go through life lying to other people, and and it doesn't even faze me, you know. Um, and 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 some people don't know any better if you lie to them. But I think where the real pain is for ourselves is, is when we're lying to ourselves. And when, when I'm doing things in my life that don't align with my core values, I feel icky, you know? And when I was drinking, I was not my behavior was not aligning with my core values honestly I didn't know what the hell my values were back then but but today I do know what my values are I'm sure my values were the same I just or I didn't have any you know I I don't know I it's hard for me to think about values back then because I was just so freaking lost but whether they didn't align with my values, or I didn't have any values. I was, I was just not living in reality. I wasn't looking at the truth in front of me. I saw it. I saw that I wasn't paying my bills. I saw that I was not, um, being honest, uh, in my job, you know, not my current job, but my old job, you know, I was drinking. um, When I was working at home for my previous job, this was 15 years ago. And, and, you know, they didn't know any better. They didn't know what was happening. Um, And I was still doing my job. I wasn't like I was getting tanked. I was just, you know, drinking some wine while I did my in my job but that wasn't honest and it felt icky and sometimes in our lives we start pursuing goals and dreams that contradict our values we get so caught up in life and so caught up in in either making money you know, having love, having material things, um, or whatever, whatever it is, whatever that dream is, whatever that, if it's a big house, if it's a boat, if it's a, you know, um, you know, I don't know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes we get so caught up in that, that we forget our core values, and when I do that, I just, I don't have emotional peace. And it's when my goals and my dreams and my values and my behavior all align that, that I know I, I'm going to have emotional peace. And it all starts with being honest with myself. I have to align my actions with my values. And there are times that, you know, life happens to me. I You know, I don't like using those words. It doesn't happen to me. Life happens. And I can't control people, places and things. And it's my response to that, not my reaction, but my response that Is where my values are. If I pause and look at the pain, the fear, the discomfort, and I make a decision on how I'm going to respond to it, then I'm responding with values. If I have life happen and I just react, If I'm upset about something that happened and I just react, then, you know, I'm not not responding. I'm not in control of my own behavior. And when I do that, I'm ignoring my values. I get completely off kilter and then I can start making excuses for why I behaved that way. Because this happened to me, that happened to me, and then I'm not being honest with myself. If I would have just taken time in the beginning to, you know, it just, sometimes it just takes time. It just takes quiet and pause, you know, to just let things sink in and process and then there is, for me, a point where I just know I'm going to be okay. I know that I am okay. And it's all right. You know, you just keep pushing, pushing forward. What's, what matters is that I remain honest with myself. And I, I remain true to myself. Um, I am very emotional because I've just got a lot going on in my life. And sometimes it's just hard, you know, sometimes I have to push harder than other times. And sometimes I guess it's just hard to say out loud. And lately I've been forced into spending time with myself and to look at what I want to achieve in my life. Sometimes I get so addicted to staying busy that I'm ignoring the points in my life where I need to pivot and I need to acknowledge the direction that I'm going in. How often do you find yourself making an excuse for what you're doing? And make an excuse for what your loved one is doing, what your partner is doing, or what your children are doing. And how often do you make an excuse for what you're not doing, that you're not getting up and doing the the right thing? I think it's important to look at pain and lean into it. Look at discomfort. Look at sadness and lean into it because the only way things are going to get better is if I lean up against it. Do you find reasons to argue for things to stay the same? You know, is it because you're afraid of change? There's this, there's this self-deception that I have experienced all through my life. You know, when I was drinking, i go to the doctor. They asked, how much do you drink? That's just a normal question. And the way that I received that question was like I was in the courtroom or something, you know? And I'm like, I, I it's just two or three, you know? I was lying. I was lying to her, but I was lying to myself. I was never going to get better as long as I was sitting there, you know, preparing for that answer and figuring out if I say, if I say two, well, that's obviously going to come across like I'm lying. If I say four, that um, that probably sounds like I'm an alcoholic. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say two or three. And that was my answer. My answer was two or three. And on my way into the doctor's office, I thought about that question. You know, I was pre-contemplating how how I was gonna answer that, and I was lying to myself for that entire drive. I also lied to myself about how shitty I felt the past two years. You know, I can't even believe it. I can't believe that I didn't end back up in the hospital. I mean, I guess I almost did because I couldn't even look at somebody in the eyes without pain. You know, just two and a half months ago, I was in so much pain. And it, I was just, I didn't want to look... At the consequences, what is going to happen if I stand up and make a change? Same with going into sobriety. What is going to happen if I stand up and make a change? Because all I could see um, on on the front side of those two mountains was discomfort, uncertainty, and fear. That's all I saw. And today I'm on the, you know, I'm, I, I'm on the other side of the sobriety mountain, I feel like. That doesn't mean that I don't have additional sobriety hills, you know, it's, it's up and down because that's what life is. But I know what sobriety and serenity look like on the other side of that mountain, And today, I am climbing that mountain of stroke recovery. And I don't give a shit what happens to me. I'm going to keep climbing. Honestly, I am so, I'm so strong. I know that I am. I know that I am because I got sober. And there's no flipping way that I could have gone through that and I can't get through something else I can get through anything if I was able to save my life as a recovering alcoholic I can do this that's just the plain old fact and I have people tell me oh you're so strong and you're so brave I guess I am I guess I am because I don't see another option. I don't, failure's not an option. Where does that come from? Is that a movie? I don't remember. But but that's how I feel, you know. I'm going to make this life great. I don't care what, you know, what stones are thrown at me, what boulders that try to trip me up, or or what, who tries to push me down the front of the mountain. I'm just going to keep climbing the mountain. Um and you know earlier today I stopped I stopped we'll say I stopped at one of those places and overlook on the mountain I stopped today and looked down the mountain looked up the mountain and looked at the view from where I'm standing on the mountain and it's looking pretty good right now. You know, I'm, I'm still afraid I'm going to fall. Absolutely. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I know what I have to do for myself. And um, I'm going to fight for myself the way that I would fight for one of my children. Because I deserve that. Because that little girl that I think about all the time. When she came home from elementary school, talking to her Persian cat, Percy, you know, she deserves it. So, um, so back to self-deception, when I was in relationships throughout my life also over the years, I knew full well in some of those relationships that an individual didn't truly care about me. And they weren't treating me the way that I wished that they would treat me, Um, that I deserved to be treated. I deserved nothing less than 100% happiness. But yet, I allowed that to continue because I thought, well, that's the best I can get. I knew it wasn't the best I could get, you know, I hoped it wasn't the best I could get. but. I pretended like everything was just fine, because if it wasn't fine, if I really looked at the pain and if I really looked at what action needed to be taken, it was scary, you know, it was change and it was uncomfortable. There was a lot of fear. It doesn't matter what relationship you're in, whether it's a relationship in college or it's a marriage. It's all scary. It's all absolutely scary. And um, and that is, you know, those types of situations are also when I was not honest with myself. It's hard. It takes bravery to be honest with ourselves. When I lie to myself, I'm just protecting myself from that pain, protecting myself from doing the work to make my life better. I'm protecting myself from discomfort and sadness. It's a protective mechanism. And that can look like denial, it can look like rationalization it can look like in you know projecting a uh, fault outward like it's well it's not my fault it's your fault you know i spent so long thinking my feelings were the enemy though i had to listen to them and react or respond for them to leave me for those feelings to leave me for the sadness to go away I had to look at it and do something about it. And there were times that I spent years, years in a situation feeling pain, sadness, whatever it was, and I didn't do anything about it because it was scary, and I didn't I wasn't honest with myself that I needed to do something about it. I almost felt like I deserved to feel that way or that I couldn't change it. You know, but people told me that I could. And and so there's this this gray line or what would you call it? There's this pivot point where we are in a situation That we know is not right, it's bad, and yet we aren't going to look at it. We don't look at it. We avoid it, we ignore it, until we're forced to look at it. And then what happens? You know, if I'm in a relationship where I'm being mistreated I'm going to say well you know I really love him you know um so I'm just going to does the good outweigh the bad that's what I hear all the time does the good outweigh the bad um yeah the good outweighs well you can be dis- you can deceive yourself into thinking the good outweighs the bad and eventually it doesn't The good does not outweigh the bad, but then you just stay busy, right? I stay busy so that I don't have to keep looking at it, and then I never have to do anything about it, and then I just live in this la-la land of make-believe, so I have to stop and and look at that feeling that negative feeling whatever it is give it a name like i always say and then take action pay attention to what is it that's making me feel this way and do something about it you know i i have i still to this day make excuses for my own behavior i've made excuses for other people's behavior. I do that all the time. I make excuses for my kids' behavior sometimes. But I'll make excuses for my behavior because I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to say that I'm wrong. And as soon as I start making an excuse, I'm lying to myself. And what that feels like is it causes me anxiety It makes me feel embarrassed, it makes me feel ashamed, it makes me feel guilty, and it's as soon as I start feeling those negative things that I need to stop, pay attention to that negative feeling. I should never have to go longer than a minute feeling of negative feeling that I ignited within me. I should never have to keep going. Like, just stop. Why am I anxious? Because I just lied. Well, you know what? Rachel, stop lying and be honest. You know, starts with being honest with myself, and then I can be honest with others. When we aren't honest with ourselves and we look away from the pain and discomfort, the consequence, at least for me prior to recovery, is anything from slow self-destruction so slow that the pain is, is not even noticeable as it breaks you down? Or the consequence is, is, in my case, could have been death. You know, I was lying to myself till I was 42 years old that I was not an alcoholic, that I did not have a problem with alcohol, that I was not drinking 24-7, that I was not, you know, TMI, urinating red. You know, I was lying to myself and I could have died from that. And the outcome of of being dishonest with myself you know later once I catch up with reality and I realize that okay Rachel it's time to be honest with yourself it's time to get sober then you know you go through this period of regret why did I do that to myself but more importantly why did I do it to other people if I had died Because I didn't stop drinking. My loved ones are the ones that would have regretted more so. And they would have been the ones experiencing the pain. You know, their pain was caused by my own self-deception. Isn't that fascinating? We protect ourselves from pain and discomfort. And then as a result, it ripples out and subsumes our loved ones. It's, it's just fascinating to me. So how do you get honest? Instead of, for me, binging on work, binging on audible books, I shared recently about how there was a time recently that I was listening to four audiobooks a month. I'm sure there are people that surpass me, but four audiobooks for somebody who's never read her whole life, um, what I was just it, I was escaping, you know? I can I can be addicted to anything. I can obsess about anything and I hear that's what what alcoholics do when we put down the drink we find other things to obsess about and um and so how do I get honest with myself instead of hiding in in other th- in obs- in obsessions so I have an idea of how to do that and And I practice this, but I wanted to figure out what is a very, very simplified way of telling people in my podcast how to get honest with yourself. You know, I'm not saying go run and tell people everything that you've done, that you've lied to them about. How do you get honest with yourself? And this is how I think that we can do it. Tell one other human being every day something that you're fearing, something you're afraid of. That's it. That's how I think that we can get honest with ourselves, is if we reach out to one human being every day and tell them something you're afraid of. And I don't mean I'm afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of, of high places. I mean, today, I'm afraid of what my future career looks like. That's what I'm afraid of. So try that. It doesn't even have to be the same person every day. But I bet if you choose somebody, maybe that person wants to do the same, return the same favor to you because you can hold each other accountable by confiding in one another. You don't have to say anything else, but I bet when you share your fear, there's going to be a hell of a lot more that's going to come out. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But there will be more that starts coming out of you. It makes you, it's going to force you to look at something that hurts and look at something that makes you sad and uncomfortable. So that's what I'm going to do. And I wanted to end this with, I have a very, very good friend of mine. I would almost call him one of my best friends. And he told me, that when you have bad news you need to share that bad news early the earlier the better because bad news never gets better and so that's what fear is inside of me it's bad news hey rachel guess what you know this this is this is something that you're afraid of whatever it is um And so I need to share that news with myself right away, right away. When I feel those feelings, I need to look at them immediately because bad news doesn't get better. And that, and that applies to that self-talk within ourselves. So that's what I have for you today. Very emotional, very passionate Very happy to be here, Um, and thank you so much for being a part of my recovery. I'll talk to you tomorrow.